Welcome to the One Body, One Life podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Dr. Jason Wan, lifestyle physical therapist. I talk about everything health and wellness related so you too can have a more resilient body and a more fulfilling life. And if you haven't yet, it would help me greatly if you can leave a five-star rating on Spotify or iTunes. The more people that can subscribe or give a five-star rating, that, that allows me to continue to grow this channel and push more of this content that can help people to live a healthier life to many other people. Today, I'll be sharing three reasons why, if it hurts, don't do it, isn't the best mentality to live by when it comes to exercise or even your basic day-to-day activities. Even before I became a physical therapist and pain relief coach, I've always been told this from many people, from family members, physical education teachers, basketball coaches, even my own doctor. I sprained my MCL in high school and I was told basically, don't squat, don't do anything. And there was a lot of this talk that was going around. And I truly think that living by, if it hurts, don't do it, is completely the wrong mentality. Now, is there sometimes where it is true? Absolutely. So if you've broken your ankle, if there's something that you severely, like you've broken a bone or you absolutely tore your ACL, it might make sense to not continue to stress that joint and you do need to respect healing and inflammation. But if you're somebody that let's say has had pain longer than three to six months, I've actually gone through that with my colleague, Dr. Amber Richard Bauer. And we talk about why some people with persistent pain may not want to follow this philosophy of if it hurts, don't do it. So if you haven't checked out that episode, which was last week, Wednesday, feel free to check that one out. And I think it'll empower a lot of people, especially if you've had pain for longer than three to six months, if you identify as somebody that has had three to six or even years of pain. And so right now, I'm going to dive into three reasons why, if it hurts, don't do it, should be something that you throw out of your life, especially if you're dealing with chronic pain. And the first reason is that pushing through some discomfort or learning to work around the pain, that gives you greater autonomy and control of your body. Now, let me explain exactly what this means. Is that let's say, hypothetically, you're going to the gym and I'm just going to take a squat, for example. So you're using some dumbbells or some barbells and you're doing a squat and your knees start to hurt. Now, if you follow this philosophy to the T and you truly integrate it into your life, you'll probably say, dang, this hurts. It's probably causing damage to my knee and I should stop doing it right now. So what that ends up happening is that it leads to disempowerment. You end up not making the gains that you want. It often leads to a sense of like fear. And so there are a lot of ways that you could work around that. For example, I go through this with my clients all the time that there's this something called this pain pyramid. And the pain pyramid, if you look at this, it's like basically the bottom is the largest base. That's basically the first thing that you should do because it's the easiest and it's the most accessible. So I often tell people with the pain pyramid, if a squat hurts and your knee hurts with squats, you should basically try to limit maybe the volume or intensity to some degree. You limit either the repetitions, you might want to go a little bit less weight. So you can even cut the weight in half. You can even just do a body weight squat. So if 10 pounds in each hand hurts, then maybe you want to consider just doing body weight first. And everybody's going to have varying degrees of strength, fitness, endurance. So it's going to vary from each person. So some people might drop the weight by 25% and empower yourself to still get some sort of stimulus so that the knee and the surrounding muscles still get stronger versus leaving the gym 
avoiding squats and potentially avoiding squats, you might avoid squats potentially the rest of your life. You might avoid squats for a number of months. And so I'm going to dive into some of the reasons why, again, if it hurts, don't do it in some of my future reasons. But learning to work through or around the pain is something that I preached a lot to my clients and even on social media on Flex with Dr. J. You can simply just limit volume and intensity, sometimes going a little bit slower. So fast speeds, speed is associated with more stress on the tendons of your body. So if you have pain in your patellar tendon or your quadricep tendon, you can simply try to just slow down the speed. You can even limit the distance. Nobody has to say that you have to do a deep squat right now. Deep squats are important for overall joint health, but I think that you can even limit your squat to 45 degrees. You can even do a quarter squat. And if that empowers you to still lift the same amount of weight and you temporarily do that, you'll still get that stimulus. You'll still lead to some muscle breakdown, which will then lead to better strength gains. And the next, let's say the next one to two weeks, you'd be surprised that you can go a little bit lower. You can lift heavier weight. And therefore you didn't have to follow that philosophy of if it hurts, don't do it. You simply just empowered yourself to work through it or to work around it. Okay. So that's just some of the ways that you can do things. There's tons of other ways, like you can put a band around your knees and maybe that gives you a different novel stimulus or some proprioception so that you're activating your glutes more and therefore your knees hurt less. And there's just a lot of ways that you can learn to push through something. And again, don't push through extremely sharp pain. A lot of times your body will send you threat signals coming from the brain. So if it is extremely sharp, for example, you might want to find a completely different thing from squats, but let's say squat doesn't work. So squat is basically, if you know what that is, it's two feet on the ground, you're holding some amount of weight and then you're going up and down basically like an elevator. If all squats don't hurt, you may want to try some accessory exercises. Maybe you try the leg extension machine. Maybe you try a leg press. Leg press is basically you're sitting on a machine and you're pushing something away. Maybe those are better alternatives that mimic potentially the demands of a squat. And so you can still come out with a win getting out of your exercise routine. And again, doing leg press and other accessory exercises that aren't exactly squats, but still challenge the same musculature. That's going to, again, allow you to not ever follow that philosophy of hurts, don't do it, which is going to lead to just a lot of different things, which we're going to dive into now. The second reason for why you don't want to follow if it hurts, don't do it, is it accelerates muscular atrophy, weakness, and potentially arthritis. And I'm going to explain this because arthritis, no matter what, it's just a disclaimer, every person, including myself at age 34, we're all going to get some form of arthritis. It is impossible. You can be the most sedentary person in the world and just sit on a couch the rest of your life. You will still develop arthritis due to disuse. If you're not challenging your joints, you're not challenging your muscles, eventually your muscles are going to leave. They're going to take a permanent vacation away from your body. And when you walk to the bathroom or sit on the, sit on the toilet, that's going to put way too much stress because of disuse atrophy, right? So the muscles are going to go away. That's going to lead to weakness. Whenever there's weakness around a joint, that's going to put a lot more stress on the joint. So that's a sedentary individual. However, a very strong and very resilient individual will still get arthritis. It's just that I feel that a person that decides to strength train do mobility exercises, make that a part of their life and not fear hurting themselves or following that philosophy of if it hurts, don't do it. That's going to allow them again, not to just empower themselves, but it's going to allow them to gain better strength. It's going to allow them to preserve 
their strength, their tissues in their body. When you have greater muscular tissue and that can tolerate more demand, that is actually going to protect and potentially decelerate the aging process. And it's going to allow you to slow down the arthritic process. So I would argue that the person that actually is willing to take potential risk of squatting heavier or lifting heavier weights and respecting still the fact that they don't want to injure themselves, but still having a structured program is going to be a person much better off than the person that avoids strength training, decides to maybe play it safe and just walk through their life. I've always told that even to my mom and many other people that they're like, hey, I'm getting in 30 minutes of walking. I think everybody should walk. I think walking is great for our own mental health, but walking doesn't really challenge our joints the way that strength training does and resistance training does. That is why I spend five to six days a week in the gym because I know the potential benefits will outweigh the risk. And those risks, maybe I get hurt once in a while, maybe I tweak something, but because of, again, that first reason, I'm able to learn how to work through and around the pain so that I don't have to give up that activity. And that allows me to continue to get stronger and slow down the arthritic process, okay? So if you follow to the T, if it hurts, don't do it. I guarantee you, you're going to avoid, you're gonna to try to avoid sitting on the toilet because your knees hurt or your low back hurts. You're going to start to change your movement patterns so that you start to just more so protect your body, but you're not actually challenging your body. And the challenge is that you have to make changes via strength training and mobilizing your body. If you avoid mobilizations because, oh, that hurts my back, like twisting your back. If you avoid twisting your back, side bending your back, or even flexing or extending your back. So basically, if you avoid, here's a great example. If you avoid any movements to try to protect your low back or to try to keep it in lumbar neutral, and you don't actually twist and side bend your spine, that is just going to put a ton of havoc on the joints of your body. You're not actually rotating the individual vertebrae. That's going to lead to incredible stiffness over time. That's definitely going to speed up the arthritic process for sure. So I can't stress that enough how important that is. That if you decide if it hurts, don't do it is the philosophy that you always go by. That is for sure, in my opinion, going to lead to muscular atrophy, weakness as you age, and potentially speed up the chances of early arthritis. Okay. Disclaimer again is everyone gets arthritis, but I think I choose to be the person with arthritis that still has a lot of strength can function through the day, can still travel the world because my body's strong enough. I choose to be that version of Dr. Jason Wan that has arthritis, but is still able to do the things I love to do. All right. So number three, the last one is if it hurts, don't do it. It's not an empowering quote, and it leads to a state of fragility and protection versus resilience and trust. I want to say that one more time. If it hurts, don't do it. It's not an empowering quote, and it leads to a state of fragility and protection versus resilience and trust. This is probably the most important reason. And I want to share you a story about one of my clients who I was seeing for a number of few sessions. And she has been through the ringer. She has gone through cortisone injections. She's gone to many different chiropractors and PTs. Most importantly, she's gone to a lot of doctors, a lot of pain medication. A lot of people have told her, you need to protect your back. You need to protect your back at all costs. If, it, if something hurts, you need to stop doing it and do something else. 
And also you need to keep your spine straight because if you don't keep your spine straight, that's going to lead to a disc herniation. That's going to lead to a lot of havoc down the road. So she basically said, you know what? I'm going to internalize this, believe this. Her being somebody that's not in the health industry, she really took this to heart. She didn't really second guess if it hurts, don't do it. And what had happened was when I saw her spine was extremely stiff. When I did some evaluation things, like I, I do certain things like see how they squat, see how they bend forward. Am I always asking people about their symptoms? A lot of times I'll tell them, drop a toothbrush on the floor. And I want to see how you pick it up because you'll get a lot of information on how somebody picks up something off the ground. And so that was one of the more telltaling things is that I had her throw a toothbrush onto the floor and I said, go ahead and pick this up. She had to brace. She had to basically brace her tummy. She had to really think about what she was doing. And she had to hold onto the walls and hold onto a couch. And she lunged down ever so slowly. And she was doing it with very severe pain. She picked up the toothbrush and then she had to grab an object in order to stand back up. Now, I don't know about you. That's not a normal movement pattern. Usually normal movement pattern with, with an object that's light, you really just bend forward from your hips and your waist and you just pick the damn thing up. But she had, it took her 30 seconds in order to pick up that toothbrush. So think about that. The words that other practitioners use or other people use to say, if it hurts, don't do it. If you really internalize, that leads to a sense of fragility. If I bend forward, if I round out my back, I will blow something out. I will blow out a disc. I will blow out something. That there, if you think about it, if that was actually true, she would not be at, she would not be going on Yelp and searching for a practitioner to help her with this. She was still having 20 plus years of chronic low back pain. So when you look at it in that way, you have to realize that going and internalizing those words can't be further from the truth. I want you to start replacing. Here's some homework for you. I want to start replacing if it hurts, don't do it with how can I do it? I want you to start replacing the words protecting my back with trusting my back. Because when you protect, here's an analogy I always like to use with a lot of my clients. If a person is walking down the street and your daughter or son, you're walking down the street with your daughter or son, okay, maybe, and just look at it in this way, if you have a young child that you have and you're holding their hand and there's something that somebody that looks really sketchy down the street, okay, uh, or there's something that looks like really frightening to you and you're like, you don't want to go. So instead, what you decide to do is when you're walking, you might want to walk across the street and try to like grab that child and pull them closer to you because you don't, you are threatened by that situation. Okay. That's in a state of protection. Now, instead, what you want to do is instead start to think about trusting your body, trusting that your body is capable of doing amazing things. It's capable of healing. Okay. Sometimes your body heals from an injury, but sometimes the mind doesn't. Sometimes the brain doesn't heal, even though the tissues have healed. And therefore we continue to live our life in a state of fragility. We start to internalize if it hurts, don't do it. And so I want to go back to my client who had 20 plus years of chronic pain. And so I said, Hey, are you able to round your back? Are you able to round your back? And even in a seated position, she was not willing to even sometimes tie her shoes in a rounded back position. She was keeping her back extremely straight. So you can imagine that she has not moved 
twisted or side bent or even rounded her back. Instead, she's just been bracing. She's just been bracing and trying to keep her back as straight as possible because that's what corrective exercises are. And that, that's something that I want to get out of my vocabulary is that sometimes corrective exercises are sometimes the wrong thing to do because we assume that our body, the way that we're moving is wrong. So we need to maintain lumbar neutral. We need to maintain certain postures. We need to brace with everything we do. And that only creates more unwanted tension and more ensuing pain in the long run. So we had to reframe things. We had to really talk to her about trusting her body and that it's not going to blow out if she decides to round her back a little bit. We started to introduce little things, right? We started to actually, one of the craziest things that I did was we, I got a foam roll and I told her like, I want you to push this foam roll over. Now, as the foam roll is being pushed over, basically in a vertical position, I want you to try five inch as it goes five inches or 10 inches to the left or right or forward, whichever direction you push it. I want you to try to catch it before it hits the floor. And so instinctively, she's not, she's not thinking about the task of keeping her back straight anymore. And this is a little mindset trick that we had to do. She wasn't thinking about keeping her back straight. She was just thinking about not letting the foam roll fall to the floor. So as she pushed the foam roll over, she started to just grab it and she started to actually round and rotate her spine. She started pushing in different directions. And then she noticed that by the end of doing some of these mindset hacks and not thinking about her spine as fragile, but she instead was just instinctively just trying to do things. She started to notice that her back within that section, she started to round her back better. She started to be able to touch her toes again. She was finally able to start getting out of that stage of bracing and protecting. And she started to trust her body again. And then after that, just with a typical foam roll, which is super light, we started to introduce weight training and we started to use those same patterns, but we instead started to use dumbbells in order to make her hips, her core, her lower back a lot stronger. And then by the end of a, a few months of doing this, she had no pain for the first time in 20 years. She was able to wake up with a spine that didn't feel like a bamboo stick. Okay. So I wanted to share this with you, this story, because just because you've had 5, 10, even 20 years of pain does not mean that it's going to take you years to get rid of pain. It can happen pretty quickly. And the reason why I know it can happen pretty quickly is because we need to stop protecting our body. We need to stop thinking about what's the perfect magic pill? What's the perfect exercise? And we need to start thinking about how our brain plays into this. Our brain remembers our past injuries, our past experiences. It remembers our past injuries. And when that happens, sometimes we want to protect those areas because we've heard it so many times, but you have to start trusting it. And just like my client who had 20 years of pain, she started to trust her body again because she knew that after 20 years of bracing that it finally, she's like, I need to do something different. Okay. I need to start having the undying belief that my spine it's resilient. My spine can handle a beating. And if you have that undying belief and if you can learn to switch your mindsets, if you could switch the quotes that are that have been that have been drilled into our head, if it hurts, don't do it. We need to start thinking about how can I do it? We need to stop thinking about fragility and fearing what our body might have. We need to stop protecting our body. We need to stop thinking about protecting our body from injury. And we finally need to start thinking about resilience and trusting that our body can do amazing things. 
And when you can do that, I think that many people with persistent and chronic issues can start thinking about the brain, the mindset. And you need, sometimes you need to start out with that. If the brain and the spinal cord governs everything, that's called the central nervous system. It's like the central hub. If that is the thing that governs everything that we do, and it governs how we move our arms and move our body, and even governs our gut motility, it governs our so many things on our body. I think that honestly, with physical therapy and anybody that's doing rehab that wants to be out of pain, is to start thinking about the brain first and how it translates to how we move and how we perceive ourselves. Okay. So just wanted to recap on this one more time. And the three reasons on why if it hurts, don't do it should be something that you potentially throw out the window is first pushing through some discomfort or learning to work around it gives you greater autonomy and control of your body. The second reason is if it hurts, don't do it can potentially accelerate muscle atrophy, weakness, and potentially speed up arthritis. And number three, most importantly, it's not the most empowering quote whatsoever, and it leads to a state of fragility and protection versus resilience and trust. So hopefully you found this extremely helpful. Hopefully you can share this onto your social media as well. If you enjoyed this episode and you're new here, definitely hit the subscribe or follow button, leave a five-star review on Spotify or iTunes. That way it will help me tremendously to get this message out here to more people that are in need, especially people that have had chronic pain and want a long-term solution. If there's any feedback for me, I am always willing to hear my text messages and listen to my emails. If you have requests or feedback for me, send me a quick text, 415-965-6580, or email me at jason at I reply to all my messages personally, and I will leave you always with these last words of advice. We only have one body, one life. Make every action you take be the one that makes you a better version of you. Take care.